Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press-Gazette and PackersNews.com joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Pete, how you been, buddy? Good. I was out uh, walking the dogs a little while ago. It was great. It was warm. Yeah, right? This is yeah. nice. Uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, I'll start off with the question that I, I kind of broke open the show with. I went over the, the the statistics yesterday, defensively speaking, because the argument is that this team cannot get to a Super Bowl because the Achilles heel is the defense. The defense, uh, top 15, top 11 in a lot of categories, obviously in two of them against the rush and, and red zone, they're not very good. But beyond that, they've been a really good team defensively. And even in their secondary, they're still one of the best secondaries overall rated by pro football focus. So my question to you is, is this defense getting better? Are we seeing – I'm not going to say an emergence. They're not great. They're not top 10. But is this defense getting better as time goes on? Or are we seeing over the last four out of five games – they're beating up on weaker teams, and therefore, if we believe into the statistics that they're putting up now, we're buying fool's gold. Yeah, um, I don't know that there's a definitive answer to that. I kind of lean a little towards the latter. I mean, they might be getting better. You know, they're. Um, I think they're getting a little healthier. You know, Pettin, he's just got. I think he's got to play more real nickel and get those two inside linebackers out there instead of going dime all the time. You know, you give up something against the pass, but. I think the real test will be the Tennessee game will tell us a lot. Um, right. That team can really run the ball, and it's got a pretty decent offense. You know, and the Eagles with that bad offensive line and Wentz is just a mess right now. So, you know, I think there's a possibility they're getting better, and he's starting to maybe figure out some things they can do better. But I really won't be convinced till I see it against, you know, some better offensive teams. And look, you can teams that won Super Bowls with bad defenses. The Colts back when Manning was their quarterback. The Saints when Breeze was their quarterback. They had a bad defense that year. You know they were in the late twenty, the low twenties. You know I think the stats to look at that I've kind of learned I think tell the most are points and defensive passer rating. And I don't even know off the top of my head where the Packers rank in both, but I don't think it's real good. Um, but I think lately. In this little run they've had, the schedule's been really favorable. I think that's the big thing, and I put so put me in a little more towards the skeptic category. Okay, I think we're all skeptical. I think we're all sitting back with our arms folded, kind of looking at this team, going, "Okay, show me something." And I think that's the way a lot of Packers yeah. fans are looking at it. It's we want to believe, we want to have hope, we want to think that uh, you know because the NFC seems to be so wide open that yeah, you know what, why not Green Bay? But we're all with our arms folded, going. But we know the defense isn't going to take us there, so, okay, show me something. Is that kind of like where you feel we're at? 
Basically, and look, their offense is really good. And when they've got, you know, Rodgers, Adams, and Jones on the field, I mean, that's a lot of talent right there with those three guys. So they're they're formidable, and they can they can control the ball and control the clock and keep the defense off the field. They can get ahead in games, and that helps the defense a lot. So, you know, it can be done, and the defense might, you know, it can improve. I mean, you know, Savage is starting to make some plays now. That was one of the things that had to happen. Um, I'm kind of curious to see if this Anthony Rush helps their run defense at all. I mean, my gosh, if he could just – if he could just stand there in the middle of the line and not get pushed around, he's 361 right. pounds. I mean, that'll help him, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, there is possibility for improvement because uh, teams do improve late in the season. I mean, that happens in this league, so it, it can happen. But, um, you know, it's just hard to tell right now because the caliber of competition, you know, that the Eagles just weren't weren't real good. So I, I do think we'll get a better idea, you know, Detroit's got Stafford at quarterback, so you know they're they're not bad. And they scored thirty whatever against a pretty good Bears defense. So even this game maybe will be a little better indication. What do you think of Kamal Martin as he's come on in the middle linebacking role? I like him. I mean, he's um, I, you know if, if you a lot of people didn't get to see camp because there was you know it was closed obviously except right. for the few reporters that were there. You could see it there. There was he'd make two or three plays and run. You know they'd be doing team drills. And two or three times of practice, he'd make a play, and you go, okay, you know, you don't you haven't seen much of that around here for the last decade. Um, you know, he's he's a rookie; he's going to make mistakes. I mean, he shot that gap in the on the first play last week and missed the tackle. But you know, at least he makes plays at and behind the line of scrimmage instead of you know two or three years yards downfield. And then you know sometimes those end up being four or five yard gains by the time the guy gets to the ground. So I I think there's a lot to like there. I think they need to play him more and take their chances. I don't think it can be any worse than how that playing that dime all the time is. And, you know, they don't want Raven Green hurt, but maybe this will force Patton to play Martin Moore, and maybe it'll end up helping him. Uh, also, A.J. Dillon. Now, we uh, know he's on the COVID list. He's been on the COVID list for a long time, and he's still been around the team. Now, granted, they're all wearing masks and such. So where – what is going on with him? Do you know? Because we don't really get a chance to talk to them very. You know, you don't get a chance to see him in the locker rooms, obviously. Yeah. No, I I have no idea because it seems really weird. He's missed five games basically over you know a four week period. That's a lot. I mean, I've seen. You know, there were some guys on the who missed the Forty ers game. You know, for the Forty ers who missed the Packers game, and some of those guys only came back like a week or so ago. So it's not unheard of for a guy out to, to be out this long but it's it's pretty unusual and yeah i wonder what's going on and you're right information is hard to come by and on the covid stuff especially they just they don't share anything that they that they don't have to so it would have to come from the player and you know nobody in the media has had any access to him um we're talking with pete doherty of the green bay press gazette packersnews.com I, I wanted to ask you and i'm going to go to the media side of things and some people may say this is a boring question but i think it's legitimate what do you foresee the future to be in covering teams? Uh, there is a genuine fear, I think, through the media that it, because right now the teams, the organizations, all control the narrative. Um, so, what do you think is eventually going to happen once we get through this pandemic? And I don't want to say we get to our sense of normalcy, but will it ever be normal again in your eyes? I don't know. It's that's 
that's my fear and everybody else in my business, and it should be for fans because, you know, I think the quality of the of journalism hasn't been as good this year because of the limited access. I might be naive in thinking this, but I think the league still, you know, it's the league, not the teams, that forced the locker room to be open. The teams would have locker room closed all the time if they if they if it was their call. The league wants the media allowed. They want the publicity. They want to be in the news all the time. They make the the teams open the locker room. So I'm thinking the league will still step in and the rules will return to much more close what they were closer to what they were, you know, last year and from the past, you know, forever. I don't know that for a fact. And sometimes these things are used as openings to, to change things. Um, but I, if I had to bet, I would bet things will go back to close to the way they were and I could be dead wrong. So don't, you know, I might just be being naive there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, I wanted to ask about the offensive side of the football. I think right now things are really clicking. I know Aaron Rodgers' numbers continue to escalate. We're seeing things that we haven't seen really since 2011. Uh, if you had to handicap the MVP race right now, what do you think it would look like? It is so close right now. You know, last week I got asked that on an online chat, and I said you know, I lean towards Mahomes because he's just so good. But their stats are about equal, and – I don't. It's it's just neck and neck. I saw the Las Vegas odds had you know Mahomes was still a fairly significant better odds than uh, than Rogers. I would guess him because the Chiefs will, could very easily end up with just you know one or two losses, so they'd have the better record. But it is really really close, and four games is a lot. And you know if Rogers goes off in a couple of those, I I could easily see him winning winning a a, a third one. If I had a vote right now, I'm glad I. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know who I would say right now. I think it's, it's close enough to say that these fi- final four games, you know, they're going to determine it. Um, Matt LaFleur, he, he's been getting a lot of praise, obviously, from his quarterback. He talks about a rhythm. He talks about getting into a flow. Is the offense as much predicated upon his play calling and what he's doing right now as it is just the execution by Aaron Rodgers and the level at which he's playing? I think so, you know, and it's and Aaron Jones. I don't think you can understate how important he is to that offense. The the not the plays he produces, the big plays, um, the putting him in good second down situations, the seventy seven yard touchdown runs, the threat he presents, the way defenses have to change when he's on the field because they have to take him very seriously as a running threat, and all the play action and the boots. I saw a stat where basically they're doing you know almost. 50% or like 50% more of the of the boots and the play action than they did under McCarthy. That's got to be helping Rodgers quite a bit. It's it's an amalgam of all these things. They know each other better. Rodgers knows the offense better. But the play calling, I, it sure does seem like it's been really good. That that scheme, you know, it's kind of John Elway redux a little bit with uh, with the Broncos in the later 90s. Uh, I like the direction uh, the offense has been going. I know the emergence of Tanyan has been, uh, you know, a breath of fresh air. I look at it, a lot of guys have stepped up. Marquez Valdez-Scantling still has questions. Jay Sternberger, is he just – because for a while you heard a little bit and Aaron Rodgers seemed to be trying to pump him up, and then all of a sudden he just kind of faded away. Are they – I'm not saying phasing him out because that's, that's – they never will phase anybody out. But are, have they just decided he just hasn't – been the guy that they thought he would be and therefore they're only sticking with the guys that are going to get him there 
Well, I think he keeps getting hurt too, right? I think he had a yeah. concussion the other concussion night. Concussion again, early yeah. In the game. Yeah, yep. so I think that's, you know, getting hurt is, is as big a problem as anything. He tries hard as a blocker, but he's not real strong, so he sometimes gets knocked around. Um, he's He, he runs okay. He runs pretty well. So I, I, there's ability there. I don't think they've given up on him. And, you know, with DeGuara getting hurt early in the year, the door is open for him to to play more, and there's still games left. And, you know, young guys get better. But I think as much as anything, it's that he keeps getting hurt and get, keeps getting yanked off the field because of it. Uh, and then the other uh, question I had, uh, I go back to Marcos Valdez-Scantling. Where, where do you feel his level of play is right now? I know that he had the 55-yard pass that he dropped. It hit him right in the hands. But they praise him so much about what he does uh, away from the ball, blocking downfield, all the, all the little things that he's become so much better at. It's just simply catching the football that has been his bugaboo. Yeah, you know, he's still, in my mind, he's still got value because of that long speed stretch in defenses and actually the plays that he does make downfield sometimes, those those flip the field, those those help turn games, you know, those win games. Um he's it's gotta drive them crazy, these drops, you know. Um that was I mean, that was a very catchable ball he dropped the other day. Um you know, he's 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 enough of a threat where it's still worth having him, you know, with Lazard back his snaps are going down a little bit which they probably should but he's I, st- I would still argue he's helping him win games even though if there's a double-edged sword side to it because of the drops always great to talk pete always appreciate it man uh and, and we'll touch base later on down the road as we effort towards the postseason okay okay thanks bill talk to you later Pre- appreciate it pal there you go pete doherty the green bay press gazette joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline, Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.